um, they went to this cliff and they wanted to jump from there. It's, it was very high and, and uh, because they wanted to die and uh, the reason was that uh, the parents didn't agree them to marry so they said, okay, right, we'll end our lives. So they stood on the top and the girl asked the boy to jump first and so he did and she said she'll follow. But when he jumped, she closed her eyes and said, love is blind. But halfway, the boy opened his parachute and said, love never dies. Okay. Now, today I have, uh, I mean, uh, from last week and today also we had uh, about God helping and God being with you, um, uh, casting all our cares as uh, Greg took last week, uh, and God will help you through. Uh, I will a little, little bit elaborate on that and my topic today is focusing on God. So let's uh, bow our heads and uh, we'll pray. Thank you Lord. Heavenly Father we come before you once again in the precious and mighty name of Jesus. Thanking you Father for this beautiful day that you have given to us and Father that your spirit is here to help us, guide us, and especially, Lord, when we go into the word, um, it's, it's you all over, Lord. Thank you once again, and committing this time into your loving hand. In Jesus' name, I pray and ask. Amen. Uh, let's look at the uh, meaning of Focus. It's a dictionary meaning, but I'll link that one uh, to God. It says, to direct one's attention. That means directing our attention onto God. And the second one is the distinction or clarity of an image. That means when we, are, especially when we take photos, you know, you... Uh, you focus the lens, those who have got uh, big cameras, expensive cameras, they've got long these uh, uh, lenses and they focus it and uh, uh, these days it has become very easy because there is autofocus, especially in your mobile phones. So keep it there and we'll focus and take the pictures. But uh, it is the distinction or clarity of an image. And that is to do with God. When we focus our attention to God, then we get a clear picture of who God is. We get the clarity of God. Now, before I go on to that, God, the ultimate purpose of God is to have a relationship with us. And not only that, 
God wants to bless us. And he wants to bless us in abundance. And you'll find that in John uh, chapter 10 verse 10, he says, the thief comes to destroy, steal and destroy, but I have come to give life and life in abundance. So God wants to give life in abundance to us. But if you look only from, the, from God's side, then it will be a one-sided affair. God wants to do that, but he also wants our attention towards him. And that is our focus on God. You'll find that in the Old Testament, um, when Joshua went into the battle, uh, Moses was praying to God. He lifted both his hands and he was praying and Joshua was winning the battle. But when he put the hands down, Joshua started losing the battle. It was just symbolizing what God wants from us. So he brought two helpers and lifted the hands up and uh, Joshua won the battle. So God wants us to do something. And that is, the best thing is to focus onto him. Now the Paul in, uh, tells us in 2 Corinthians 4.18, so we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. What is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. The word fix, what is to fix our eyes on something? Now, fix your eyes. In other words, you don't take it away from that. You fix it. And there is a very good example or illustration in the Old Testament. It is in Numbers 21, 4 to 9. Now, these, you know the stories of uh, these Israelites always complaining. And this time again, they were coming out from this uh, Mount uh, Hor um, towards the Red Sea and they started complaining. Complaining about God and complaining to Moses why he took them out of Egypt. Now God had a purpose. Always God has a purpose in our lives. And he wanted to take them from this captivity into freedom. And that is from Egypt to Israel, the promised land. And they started complaining. He gave them everything. He gave, uh, they saw all the miracles uh, God did um, with the, uh, uh, Pharaoh. And yet, they complained. So the story goes like this. The, um, God became angry and then uh, put out all these poisonous snakes. And uh, people who were bitten started dying. 
So he asked Moses, okay. Uh, so people came running to uh, Moses and uh, asked him, uh, we have sinned against God. Now, when this happened, then they are saying, we have sinned against God. You know, before sinning, you have to realize that you are talking about God. You know, they, they, now they are saying, we have sinned. Please help. Pray to God. So Moses prays to God. God listens to Moses and says, okay, put up a pole with this bronze snake. So Moses makes a bronze snake, puts on this pole, and leaves it there. And then asked all the people to, uh, those who were bitten, to look onto this uh, snake and you will not die or you will heal. Now it's a hard thing. You have the snakes around you, but you have to focus on this snake on top. You are looking around and you have snakes and you want to focus over there and then you, you want to take your, you, you have to put your attention on this uh, snake. It's, it's difficult, isn't it? Right? These are a symbolic thing that we have around us. The problems that we have around us are these snakes. Uh, but we have to focus somewhere. So these people, those who focused on the snake, did not die. Those who were beaten, they got healed. Now in the New Testament, we also have a symbol. And that's the cross. Focusing on this cross. John 3.16 says that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Whosoever. Now, the thing whosoever is a choice. See, God always gives us a choice. It's up to us. That's why I said um, God is prepared to bless us, but we have to do something. It's our choice to get, draw that from God. You know, the blessing from that, we can draw it from God, but he wants us to do something. And that is to look at him. Now, Matthew 6.21 says, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be. Now, the treasure does not mean only money. Right? You, you, you want to become rich. It's not that treasure. Treasure is something that you put your mind onto. That means you focus your mind onto this something. That is treasure. You might um, focus onto money. Well, well, of course, you want to get rich, all right. Uh, that's not a problem. Uh, 
God wants to bless us. God wants to. Um, God wants us to be happy. You know. Um, it's other things also affecting us that we can put our, uh, for example, our cars, our um, uh, our family around. You you will see in. Um, Luke 12, 49 to 53, is that uh, Jesus says, I have not come to bring peace in the family. Why does he say that? It's, it's uh, Jesus is peace. We, we, we see him as peace. If you have Jesus, you have peace in you. But why does he it, does it say that he'll bring peace? enmity between husband and wife or uh, mother and daughter father and son why it's when you choose Jesus as your um, savior and the other partner or uh, another group does not agree with that then the enmity comes in in other words your focus you, you want Jesus and the other one does not want Jesus then. But if the whole family um, worships Jesus, then it's all right. right? So that is where the enmity comes. Uh, you'll see in a lot of uh, families, uh, especially uh, the Muslim families, the uh, Indian families, uh, you, you have this uh, struggle. They don't agree. They don't agree that you choose Jesus as your personal savior. But Jesus says that those who come to me, I'll give you living water. You go to Jesus and you get this living water. Those who put their trust in Jesus. So um, the other group does not agree with that. They don't accept Jesus as Lord and Savior. And that's where this enmity comes in. Okay, so we have to understand uh, why Jesus says that. Right? Enmity. But he is the Prince of Peace. He is the Prince of Peace. And um, in Luke 12, 30 to 31, it says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and everything else will be added unto you. Seeking God, seeking, seeking his kingdom. When we pray the uh, prayer in uh, Matthew uh, 6, says that, um, let your kingdom come. We are seeking his kingdom. Let your kingdom come. Now, when we focus on uh, Christ, there should be changes in our life. The changes should come in our life. Do you enjoy your Christian life? Do you have fear in your life? Do you grow spiritually? 
all these things should come in your life. Now, do you still put the trust in your own understanding? Romans 12, 2 says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. By the renewing of your mind. Uh, you have to renew your mind. There should be a change come in your life. Fear. Do you still have fear in your life? You sing that song, I'm no longer a slave to fear, but I am a child of God. Um, do you really believe in that? Do you really know that you don't have, a, uh, don't have fear? You, you'll find that devil always tries to divert our focus. He'll take the focus away from God, always. When you put the trust in God, devil or Satan cannot come near you. There is a story about Job. Uh, it's 110. Um, you can read uh, the first 10 verses. And Satan goes to God. And God says, have you thought of my uh, seven Job? Satan says, yes, but you have put a hedge around him. Now when we focus our attention to God when we, when we have uh, Jesus in our life. God puts a hedge, a protection around us. And Satan cannot touch you. We can see that over here in this story. He says, you have put a hedge around him. You have blessed him. You have blessed his children. You have blessed his uh, uh, farm, his, his possessions and everything. And Satan says, if you remove your hand off him, he will curse you on your face. That's a hard call, isn't it? Right? From Satan. He will curse you. But you'll find that in Job's story that he's, he gets everything back. God tells him, okay, you can do anything you want. Do not touch him. Touch his soul. And everything um, is taken away from him. His children dies. His, his uh, um, possessions are gone. His livestock dies. Everything is gone. Except his wife and him. With all over his body the boils. 
But he never leaves God. He, he always had this focus on, on God. His wife even tells him, curse God and die. If you curse God, you will die. He doesn't do that. He knows that who God is. When you understand who God is, you know that he's going to bless you. And that's what happens at the end. Job gets double fold back. He, he, he receives everything back. And that's how our God is. He wants to bless us, but he wants our attention towards him. Now, understanding God, how he works. Sometimes you don't get everything in your plate ready for you. You have to fight for it. There are different ways God can work miracles in your life. Battle before victory. There is always, you have to fight. Victory means there is a battle. Right? You have to fight to win and get a victory. You can't have a, a victory without a battle. Now, you will see God promised the Israelites a land of milk and honey. But if you read the story how they reached there, there's a lot of obstacles. They had to fight to go to this promised land. They had to fight. All these Jebusites and uh, um, all the sites, I don't know. <laughs> but, um, they were there to stop them from going into this promised land. They got together, the, uh, the kings got together to go against uh, Joshua, the last leader left in that group. But they were successful because they were, had God with them. And in that victory, in any battle, you have a pattern. There is a process going on in that. And the process is your prayer and your focus. Now in all the battles, they sought God first. They always sought God first. Before going into the battle, they prayed. Right? God will give you the victory in your battles. Right? In the battle. So you, you are in a, in a situation, in, in something you are fighting, God will give you victory. But you have to keep your focus on to God. Right? If you lose yourself in the middle, 
when you lose your focus, then you don't have the victory. Right? You have to keep your focus on God to have this victory. Now there are some practical things in, um, I'm going to tell you about uh, where your battle is. For example, anger. Anger is a battle you are facing now. How many don't become angry? Right? Everyone gets angry. Anger is a problem. Right? In maybe in everyone's life, but there is a difference. It is again a battle to win. Right? Anger is a battle. You have to fight to win this battle. Right? Otherwise, you have a lot of problems in, in, in your family, with your neighbors, or you know, at your workplace, and all these things. You, you have to fight. And um, God gives a lot of um, ways in the Bible for you to fight these uh, battles. Right. Um, uh, we'll we'll come to this uh, um, fruit of the spirit, and there is something called patience. Right? Patience is is one of the fruit of uh, the spirit. Right? You have patience. You you control your anger instead of. Um, just blasting out straight away, you learn how to control your anger. Right? You, uh, if anyone says, I don't have anger as a problem, um, I, I would not agree with that. Okay? I have got a um, uh, problem with the anger. Um, but the good thing is that I can control my anger. Right? And um, that's the best part. Everything uh, calms down, right? Cools down after. But um, God will be there to help you in this anger management. God is always there. Now, finally, if you focus your attention onto God, you should be able to achieve the fruit of the Spirit. Remember, Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. And God is the husbandry. Those branches that don't bear fruit is pruned and thrown into the fire. And what is this fruit? It's not going out and uh, preaching the gospel. That is not the fruit. Okay? Or saving someone. The fruit is inside you. And that is, you will find in Galatians 5, 22 and 23, it is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, 
kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Right? This is your um, fruit. And when we, when we uh, give ourselves to God, when we focus our attention to God, He will help us to achieve these fruits. Remember, it says, fruit of the Spirit. It's one fruit with all these qualities in that. Right? That is why it says, fruit of the Spirit. In one fruit, you are the fruit, and all these qualities should be there. But I know we don't. Right? We don't have all this. But we should always aim to have this fruit. Right? Aim. And that is focusing ourselves onto Jesus. Because Jesus is the Prince of Peace. He is love. He is joy. Right? Um, kindness is there. Goodness is there. Faithfulness is there. Gentleness is there. Right? Self-control is there. Long-suffering. All in one. And it is found in Jesus Christ. Right? Our focus should be on Jesus Christ. And he'll give us all these things. Now, do you enjoy your Christian life? Right? Do you enjoy your Christian life? Very important. Right? Something that you do, if you don't enjoy, it is no good. Right? You'll have problems. No doubt about that. You'll have problems in, in every circumstance. You, you have problems around everywhere. Right? But do you enjoy your Christian life? Do you tell someone? Right? Okay. It says, pay attention to the source. John 7, 38 says, out of your heart, will flow rivers of living water. Right? Out of your heart will flow rivers of living water. Rivers of living water. Living water is if you can give this water to someone and quench their thirst. And how do you get that? If someone looks at you, they should be able to see this living water and should be able to ask you, can I have some? If someone can ask you, can I have some, something is good in you. They can see something in you. Isn't it? Right? They can see something in you. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Right? And if you trust in him, he is the truth. He is the life. And, and rivers of living water will flow from you. Right? Now, how many of you uh, become sad? 
after praying? How many of you say, stay said after praying? In other words, before, before you start praying, you are said, right? And when you pray, there should be a change after. See, if you put something in a machine, you get something else out, isn't it? If, if you don't have anything else out, the machine is no good. It's, it does not produce anything, right? Any uh, different thing. You, you should have something else. You, you put uh, um, dirty clothes in your uh, washing machine, you get clean clothes, right? When you, when you pray, you have something you are putting in, and you should have one outcome. Do you have the smile on your face after praying? Do you become happy after praying? If you don't, if you don't then it is no use praying. Right? You need to change after praying. Why? Because you have put all your burden onto Christ or onto God. And you are saying that you will look after me. And you become happy. If you don't, then it's not good. Right? Prayer should change your life every day. Thank you very much. Hey, thanks, Shu. It was a good word. Love hearing from Shu. Even if it was out there for half the time, watching my little two-year-old do what she does. It's all good. It's all good. Amen. What are we going to do now? Let's spend a few more moments just, just worshipping, just to round out the service this morning. Um, I'll copy whatever you do on base, and, yeah, I'll just leave you with Steve. That might be the best way to go. Thanks, Steve.
Amen. So we're going to enjoy our Christian life. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a good way to finish up the service. So enjoy your week. Enjoy life. Trust God. And have a fantastic cup of tea or cup of coffee now after the service. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next Sunday.